Thank you. Thank you very much, ladies and gentlemen. There's no business like show business. In a way, here we go. Hello again and welcome to the Art and Business of Community Theater, also known as the Monroe Community Players Podcast, featuring the Green Room Groupies. I'm your de facto host, as usual, David Warren. Looking around the green room, I see my co-host... Brian Burchett-Ross. Ron Roberts. Robert Yeoman! Uh, fine voice today. Uh, this may be a short episode, uh, because we, we talk too much between our tapings today. Uh, <laughs> Uh, but but we, we'd like to bring you some interesting things. And we are going to start by introducing a new feature. A new feature? New feature. Brand new feature, something that's never been done before, except, you know, on every other news program out there. We are introducing Ron's rant. Ron's going to give us the scoop. On and Ron's doing been, the rant? He's Ron? Doing this just worked out perfectly. He is going to give us the scoop. Yeah, next week, you're doing the Ron's rant. Oh, no. That's <laughs> outstanding. Um but, Ron, tell us like it is. You know what grinds my gears? No, I'm kidding. Uh, but, but okay, so how this all came about, folks, is I was on the Facebook one day doing some scrolling, as, as, you, as you like to do, and uh, I came across a post about another theater group. And so I'm just going to read the little post here that uh, says, um, our company is in the second week of rehearsal for our summer musical production of Rent. I'm like, oh, that's awesome, right? They're doing rent for summer edition. But then I saw after the colon something that kind of shocked me. Two words. School edition. Make your plans to see the show. Tickets on sale August 1st. So it struck me as interesting. I'm like, huh, rent, school edition. wonder what that possibly could mean. So I did a little deep dive and went into, I do believe it's MTI that owns the rights. We love you. Please don't anything to me by saying this and uh, it turns out that rent the school edition is the show but it's been scrubbed a little um it, one of the quotes was from that they had spoken with the estate i do believe it's jonathan larson if i'm not mistaken that they had spoken with his estate and with their blessing they have changed some of the language and some of the songs and added a new song so that the kids of today could could be take part of the show <sighs> and really what it all comes down to is money mm. because in all honesty rent school edition or anything else school edition just doesn't have to be uh, and maybe i'm speaking as a 48 year old man here and i'm yelling at the clouds but there should be things in theater and is in life that you go in cycles and you do things in certain orders you know you start out in, in like beginning band you play hot cross buns right so that's one of the first things you play you learn to play that before you do anything else you don't start right off with beethoven's ninth symphony you just don't and they don't say oh you know what let's take out this movement and this movement and let the fifth graders do it you just don't now, granted, I have not read the script for Rent School Edition, but I would have to say that I, I just think that that's one of those shows that, that, that there's no need for it. You know, do shows that are age appropriate for school. And once you're out of school, once or in college for that matter, or if you go to your local community theater that happens to be doing Rent, that's when you do it. Is next, is there going to be Rocky Horror Show, the school edition? Is there going to be um, uh, Hair, the school edition? God, I hope not. Uh, Wow, this is really turning into a rant. This is pretty awesome. Uh, but but I guess my point is, folks, is there's a time and a place for everything. And school edition rent is not it. 
That has been Ron's rant. And I must remind everybody that the opinions expressed by Ron or any member of this podcast are not those of the Monroe Community Players, Impact, or any of our affiliates. Blah, blah, blah. Uh, that, that was almost sounded official. Didn't it, it really was. A, <laughs> both of you were very impressive right there. Uncle, and that's Uncle. our podcast for the day. <laughs> but no, um, and, and that actually leads into our, our, our subject of the day because I, I knew Ron was going to be talking about this. Um, uh, his rant, and, and frankly, I, I, I'm with you. I'm with you. You know, but uh, I think that's our just question is like, is there should we be sanitizing works of art? plays in this case to be appropriate for all ages why why are we doing it what what are your thoughts the You'll, kids want to do it they have the money to do it they'll but, do it but do the kids want to do it how many have even heard the soundtrack to rent the theater age? are we talking uh, high school well, yeah are we talking high school um anyway? yeah it was um it, I mean, enough talking about third graders. No, no, it was so. Basically, what this is the North View Theater. Um, so we'll probably we'll assume teens. Yeah, okay. but so they they heard you know twenty five thousand six hundred whatever many seconds. Uh, season, seasons of love. Seasons of love. And said, "Gosh, what a great show that must be. Let's do it." Do you think? I, I guess I'm just going to keep going with this, and I think we all could agree that as you experience life you can understand things better mm -hmm. i have a hard time believing anyone oh, she's not really trying to sound an old hair but of that age that can really grasp and understand the the, the meaning behind that show and what what it's trying to what it's trying to portray in my opinion when you do things like this you kind of dumb down that that message of like, oh well, it's really not a serious. We're just all about the music, and the kids want to have fun. No, mm -hmm. there's you know there's a reason that that show was written. There's a reason that that became popular. Why it means so much to so many people. There's so many messages. In right. That. Yes. And I just think to me, when you have people that don't have that life experience, or it, it to me, you lose it, and it just becomes, oh hey, look, Susie's got a solo. That's cute. Yes, mm -hmm. you know. Well, and especially like you say, and and we would hope that youth that age do not have any experience with some of those things. Some some sadly probably do, um, but they likely are not up there on stage doing it because they're in in dire straits themselves right. at home. Uh, I'd really like to know. I really would be interested to see what they scrubbed uh, to make it cleaner. For the kids, I mean, I because even even the, even just the role of Angel alone mm -hmm. is a pretty, it's just an extremely mature role. Not that they aren't all mature roles, but this is we're talking about uh, a what was it? Angel a drag queen or a, she was a transvestite. Transvestite. Okay, I couldn't remember for sure. I I've seen it a million times. Um, I mean, you know that. Well, and I'm so sure they could scrub I'm her and be. Oh, she's just a girl. She's Puerto Rican. That's why Maybe. she's an outcast. I mean, I'm sure they ended up with 23 and a half good minutes of entertainment <laughs> uh, once they finished scrubbing the show. So basically what it <laughs> says here fun. is it says Rent School Edition is exuberant, passionate, and joyous. Schools will love the freedom and flexibility that this show offers. Minimal costuming and sets are required. This adaption has been carefully done, working with the Larson Estate to retain the dramatic intent of the groundbreaking rock musical and consists of minimal changes to language and the removal of one song contact to make it possible for many schools to perform this piece and again i guess it's rated pg-13 so 
I, I can I understand never, why they would take out contact. That yes. makes a lot of sense. And, yes. And I, I watched Rent in Detroit. Mm-hmm. And I don't think I left thinking what a joyous show that was. It was a hopeful show at it, that time. Wow. Only in the fact, I mean. Well, in case you're interested, <laughs> Sweeney Todd School Edition is available. What's wrong with Sweeney Todd? Just that sad. makes much more sense than rent. It depends. <laughs> if it keeps the judge song in, it's no good. See, I, I would think that this, yeah, I don't. I, uh, Same thing with uh, Les Miserables. I know there's a school edition of that. Now, interestingly enough, because I was just thinking of Les Mis, because uh, the when I was in school and I graduated in 19... About four years later... Three or four years later, and this was about the time Lee Miz was really hitting it big, um, the high school choir, uh, Monroe High School Choir, Generations of Sound, actually, uh, petitioned their director, John Tyner. And I, I remember all this because um, our old players person, Ryan Patterson, was part of that group to do music. They just wanted to do one night of just Lay Miz music. And I thought to myself at that time, why would you, why? You know, you're high school kids, why? But I went and saw it, and I will have to say, they didn't do the show. They just did pieces, you know, and, and presenting it that way made sense to me. They didn't, they didn't do the, the hooker song. They didn't do, you know, they did all the love songs, and they did do you hear the people sing and red and black and bring them home and all that. And it was a beautiful night. Now, had they said, we want to do Les Mis, the musical, now, number one, it probably wasn't been, uh, you know, out to, to do licensing, but I'm not sure that, that that high school back in 1989 or whatever would have said, sure, let's do that. And, of course, at that point, they didn't have it. So I guess, to me, it, it depends on exactly what you're doing. No, I do not believe high school kids need to be doing rent. I don't believe that. Um, but at the same time, Sure, if the choir wants to do, you know, several pieces, cover me and, and you know, some of those, you know, other than contact. Um, yeah, why not? But you're, you're juggling. It's You're talking apples and oranges here, right. too. Because two different formats. Well, right. so let me ask you this, then. So about the church in uh, Texas that got into trouble because they did Hamilton, an unauthorized version where they changed things and brought Jesus into it. And they got slapped on the wrist. Yeah. They should be... Well, they did. Lin-Manuel Lin went after them, and they've... They're, See our last episode on brand integrity. <laughs> they, they, uh, they have to pay. They have to pay these huge fines because they basically they took his work without authorization and changed it all. And he went and took that money and donated it to an LGBTQ community. But I guess my point <laughs> is is how much of that is going on out there where there needs to be the integrity of the art and, and i guess that's maybe that's the biggest crux of my issue is the integrity of the art has to be be kept in maintained. in place yeah and, 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 and obviously in this case it was done with the permission of the estate um but I, I agree you're right it's not like anybody's out there going okay well i can't afford the real mona lisa so i'm just going to copy it and paint it and hang it up here maybe they are paint by number or something um but it, but it's like yeah, nobody would think of doing that and saying let me pass this off as the original. Well, never mind, that's not good either because there, there are some forgers out there. Right. 
but you, but you see what I'm what? saying is yes. like I'm not going to. Oh, never mind. My my analogy is wrong. I bet you there are people out there that are copying all sorts of artwork. But I, I'm not sure that people understand that theater that these plays are just like a painting. They're yes. just like a sculpture. Once you change it, you've changed the work. Mm-hmm. And and that's something I think unique to theater is that once you put it on the stage, frankly, you've changed the work. No two no two productions are necessarily alike. Um, so I don't know where I'm going. <laughs> can, I, can I say? Can I also? Can I play yeah. devil's advocate yeah. for just one second sure. and say? I guess in a way, as I'm thinking about this, bravo that this school and their parents and everyone else is saying, sure, we're gonna do, we're gonna let you do a musical that that actually has two gay men falling in love and celebrating that love. Um, what's that? I, I haven't seen how they cleaned it up. Maybe yeah, see, we don't know. Well, that's true. Maybe not. Maybe not. Maybe. Well, but then, then, what's left? I mean, I, that's my you've point. Got, you've got your, half minutes of songs. Yeah, you've got you've got your drug addicts. You've got your you know your AIDS patients. You've got you know it's it's you've got the privilege of saying you did this show before anybody else when you go to college. Well, and the, and there is that. That's bragging rights, and that's coming. And mommy and daddy. And make sure the little star or starlet is the star of this show. I, which I will just help them get into college. I think it's a slippery slope because I, again, I very. you give somebody the, the cleaned up version, right? And you mm-hmm. take it home to mom and dad. Hey, I'm going to be in rent the school edition. Blah blah blah. They start reading it. Next thing you know, mom gets online to see. Oh, well, what really is run about? Mm-hmm. Oh no, you can't be in that show. And then you open up a tire Pandora's box. But now we are we are talking we are discussing this without actually knowing right what the script is. Right. That's because this is America, Brian, and that's what we do. <laughs> all right, all right, all right, all right. That's all we're gonna say about that. Oh. Again, these are all my opinions and beliefs. No one else on this can. How you doing, Mister DeFacto? I'm doing fine. Okay, <laughs> but but I, no, I you're right. You know, I I really would like to see what the script is because if they if they can maintain most of that and are 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 willing, you know, high school. I wouldn't go any lower, obviously, than high school. But if they are, if they've got, if they've got, uh, you know, her doing the drug overdose and him dying of AIDS and all of that stuff going on. Sorry, spoiler alerts, folks. But uh, what? The alert comes before the spoiler. <laughs> Maybe we. This could... is America. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah twenty-year-old. <laughs> but well, you know, I, I, there's a part of me that says kudos. That they're allowing the kids to actually do something other than, you know, the O word. I'm wondering if they put it out. Oklahoma, folks. Not that there's a play called the O word. Although there might be. There should be. Hmm. I'm going to see if they actually put it online. So maybe we could take a road trip because uh, there is a production being done in Asheville, North Carolina in May of 2023. Asheville High School is going to be doing rent. So I don't know. I, I, I guess. And you're right. And part of that is me jumping to conclusions because I'm thinking, oh, it's been, it's been, you know, uh, homogenized. But I guess there's certain works of art that just shouldn't be. And I totally agree with you on that. And I and I'm not 100% sold on the idea of a high school doing rent uh, at all. I, I am not. But there is a part of me that just goes, but if they are doing it, and they're getting away with, you know, they're being allowed to do it. Kudos. That means that there's a organization, a school out there that isn't uptight. And, you know, because on the other end of that, we've got people banning books. Right. 
So, you know. Well, in North Carolina is not known as a hotbed of liberalism. But but if we do, do do go, I want to stop in Mount Airy to see the Andy Griffith statue. Oh, absolutely. Oh, okay. And and Vanderbilt's always great. I love wallowing in other people's uh, decadent excess. And, and, uh, Biltmore. Not Vanderbilt. Biltmore, the largest oh. single home residence. In, you know, what uh, about the Winchester house? That's the, in San Jose, California. Still, it's a bigger house. No. And it's 999 no. ghosts. You have to see Biltmore. Okay. Yes, sir. Put it on the bucket list, Bob. Built I <laughs> found that um, the Rent School Edition, there's a full show of it on YouTube. Oh. From 20, well, that's about to get taken down. From 2017. <laughs> um, but it was done, it was made during his dress rehearsal. So, so that's okay. So that's well, no, okay. No one paid to see it. Yeah. No. So I don't know. Maybe I'll. Maybe it I'll. Doesn't work either. But well, it looks like it's only twenty-seven minutes. So. Yeah. <laughs> no, just kidding. Hey, I don't know. Look, I don't looks know. like we're going to have to uh, <laughs> go over another episode of rights and royalties. <laughs> um, Some it, of you didn't get it the first time. <laughs> you know, and I guess let me just say that I do agree with you that I think that expanding people's horizons is a great thing, and exposing people to other other ideas and beliefs are great, but. Mm-hmm. Those ideas and those works should be done in the met- method that they were done originally. Yes, you know it's just yes, it, and yes. I think there's a time and a place, and I think that as you um, become older, you you get more experience in life and you yep. understand things differently mm-hmm. than maybe you did when you were 16 or 17. Oh, absolutely. I, I, One would hope not. Dis, not disagreeing with you. Not disagreeing with you there at all. Now's the time where everybody goes, oh. <laughs> But I, I'm with, like I say, I'm with Ron. Um, I, I, don't, I don't think shows need to be dumbed down. I should, if that's too, excuse Sanitized. The, sanitized, excuse the phrasing, um, to be suitable for certain audiences. <laughs> um, for example, you know, uh, Walt Disney, Hunchback of Notre Dame, I still think was a mistake. As enjoyable as the show was, you know, arguably one of the most depressing works of Western literature. Mm-hmm. Let's make it a musical. No, um, oh, yeah. so, you know, sometimes you you're doing things that unfortunately have changed the story completely. Mm-hmm. Um, take it out, but of course, you know, ultimately that's what Hollywood does anyway. But yeah. and we, but <laughs> not just Hollywood. I mean, you look at the you look at the um, you look at the old nursery rhymes or the old uh, right. You know, oh, the, you know, dumped. Cinderella. They cut off the, you know, they cut off the toes, toes. and the heel and the heel. I mean, you know, yeah. sanitiz- sanitization in in life is well, always. Been, all I know is the original Transformers was quite a gripping drama. Oh my god! Yes. <laughs> and then Michael Bay got hold of it. Oh, uh, we don't want to go. Ruined there. it. Ruined it. Ruined. <laughs> Ruined. <laughs> Miss Bob that is a funny very word. Wiggly. Ruined. Okay. <laughs> Um, have some cool okay so that it is that it it's <laughs> <laughs> like a, bon- a bonus episode for those of you who subscribe well, we could call it this a bonus episode in the immortal words of Peter Griffin that's right this is a mega episode so go ahead and turn it off <laughs> yeah, we, so we, didn't even get, we didn't even get a chance to talk about baseball or Annie or, or cats or Fruit Loops. <laughs> you know, I don't even use that anymore because y'all do it for me. <laughs> I love it. Just love it. Just love it. But I do have I do have one for the 
for sports oh, now. Oh, I found one. Oh, I found so, a sound effect for sports. I'm, I'm on a tangent of this because oh, I was speaking oh. of Annie. Why is there an Annie Junior? It is. It's the sequel. No, Annie Junior. There is an Annie Junior so, version. It's so like it's already an family friendly show. <laughs> There's a Junior Annie. Yes. Other than Thank look you, it up. My, Why look haven't it up. we my done point. this? My point. I'm, I'm sure of it. They, they basically shortened it up. So that well, I was going to say, get even younger shortened? audiences can do it, or younger cast. But again, no. it's hey, kind of the same. Grader so I guess the slippery Warbucks. slope has started. I mean, I, I've heard rumors of Sopranos Junior, but I don't know if that's true or not. <laughs> Breaking Bad Junior. <laughs> 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 it just ends with the lights so turning out. So. Why then can we not take something like you're a good man, Charlie Brown, and say, now we're going to make it for adults and just drop F-bombs right and left? Because the Schultz estate yes. still owns it. <laughs> Though, no, okay. A, Other than that, <laughs> why can't we? <laughs> there's an amazing Saturday Night Live skit about that. Is there really? Oh my, uh, yes. <laughs> I love it. Um, but there are other things I'm sure we could do. Mm-hmm. You know, like I say, Billy Shakespeare's been dead a long time. Oh, <laughs> can I have a sidebar? Yes. Trent, this, this is a what, what do we call them? A tangent. Tangent. Once upon a time, we lived in Wasiana, Ohio. Dad brought home a record for us. It was. I'm sorry. <laughs> it was a promotional album for your good man, Charlie Brown. We played it constantly. Loved it. We all loved it. We always played it. It went on the turntable permanently. <laughs> then, about three years ago, found it online as a downloadable. So I was all happy. I downloaded. I didn't have it. No, Bonnie took the. My sister took the album with her when she moved to Nevada. Downloaded the MP3 file, played it. It was completely different. We had. Dad had purchased a concept album, so all of the music was similar, but different. Like supper time had turned into a Dixieland jazz band. That's kind of exciting. It is. I like it's it. Not, it's not worth any money, but that's the difference. <clears throat> and so I don't know what it was. It was just a different version of the same thing. And I wish hmm. we could do that version of You're a Good Man, Charlie Brown. Because the one that you get, it just is horrible. Well, and I've heard, you know, I know some CDs and stuff of show t- or shows, they'll, they'll have those extra... Um, tracks of here's stuff that went through in the they rehearsal got, process that got cut or changed got lost a young, lost in pittsburgh or you whatever know. it is jesus christ superstar i when i first heard that it was the london uh west end version um with the brown cover with the gold yeah, symbol. with the gold yeah. symbol and then so there was and there's one song that wasn't on there which is can we start again please mm-hmm. so when i heard that i thought well why did they have to ruin? Why did they add an extra song? Why, I guess the song had always been there. It's just that they edited it out of... No, they ran out of space on the album. There were only so many minutes available on the album. So they so they took that song out. Took the whole thing out rather than yeah. trim all the others. Right. Hmm. So, I mean, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. Sometimes you, when you they say, here's your here's the full musical, you're not getting... Oh, no every song well and i wonder you know now with streaming services where there are no such limitations i wonder if that'll still be the case Mm. you know because when you get down to it an mp3 
you're, you're not limited by tracks like you were. No, when, right. when you had a physical CD which only had so much right. memory. And exactly. Had a, the old LPs which just only had so many grooves. <laughs> That's when music was music, kids. Darn right. Reel to reel. I remember. Reel to reel. When you had to use a pencil to back up your cassette, you guys don't have anything like that. Absolutely. I remember cranking <laughs> up that. <laughs> cranking the old cylinder up. <laughs> yep. Oh, I remember when Thomas Edison delivered ours. <laughs> <laughs> it's interesting this episode has been so far let's let's i wanted to kind of go back and let's revisit a couple of things that we talked about in the last episode because i i don't think we quite finished talking about marketing and um you know we touched upon some of the marketing things but the branding was you know took up most of our time mm-hmm. um so a couple of things i do want to remember it's last episode i did mention that there might be some groups out there that we have not even heard of and i just want to say that that turns out to be correct mm-hmm. um, we just we did make a discovery that there is a group called brain jerk entertainment here in monroe they appear to be a professional out, a professional in the sense that a for-profit outfit they tend to be wrestling but it looks like now they're branching out into interactive murder mystery theater similar to what we do oh huh. where are they based out of up here out of monroe monroe well do we have like a operational place i mean is there a space uh i don't know i haven't seen it like I say they they appear to be more into wrestling huh uh, but they, they're going into more into theater i can't imagine because you know professional wrestling <sighs> is such a, a sport mm. oh, you don't get me started um, on that i'm not exactly <laughs> sure why <laughs> that's a whole other podcast. why they think they could do theater too um but it but it is mm. interesting so so again but they've been marketing of course to somebody else entirely than our our audience Mm-hmm. Um, and in fact, interestingly enough, um, when I looked at their Instagram, where I got a little upset is they have more followers than we do. So <laughs> he did. I was there at that moment. I was there at that moment. Yeah. But but is, but 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 like I say, so I I believe that folks there may be maybe other people doing theater in your communities that you may not even be aware of yet because you just don't happen to be in the same circles mm-hmm. um, especially if they're they're affiliated with a church group maybe or, or someone else mm-hmm. um, so that, I just thought that was interesting but as we were looking at that um, uh, a couple other little things with marketing as I was also noticing um, when we talk about marketing specifically we, we talk about you know what marketing works and what doesn't anymore and I had made the comment I didn't think flyers really work anymore um, so I was paying attention because it's as we're recording this it is election season mm-hmm. um, less, a little less than a month away from the next election and I've seen all these signs yard signs everywhere so somebody thinks those work we have tried them in the past ourselves, and I don't think they really worked for us. And, of course, I think the real reason is and before you spend a cent on putting up a yard sign, I think you need a plan of where they're really going to go. Mm-hmm. Because I, I think one of the problems we've had with flyers and posters in the past is we just tend to pass them out to the cast and say, go distribute them. That's not happening. Right. Um, unless you have a team that actually knows where they're going to put them up, which businesses, libraries, whatever, you're going to hand over your cast, and the cast is going to be busy, mm-hmm. and they're going to keep one for themselves as a souvenir, and the rest of them are going to sit somewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not saying that I've ever done such a thing, but I have heard stories <laughs> like this. Um, so, so I think, again, if you have a team and you know exactly where they're going, maybe there is a place for flyers and posters still. But I think in general, if, if it's something that 
unless you have a place where there's walking traffic, mm-hmm. you know, and that, it's that foot traffic, because that's the only people who can read a poster or flyer are foot traffic. So, for example, like uh, our Murder at Maui or, or Interactive Dinner Theaters, where we're successfully partnering with a local restaurant, certainly we put flyers up there because their own customers are seeing those as they come through the door. Mm-hmm. But, you know, to put them around town, especially at other restaurants, that might not go so well. No. Mm-mm. No. You know, they may not be as interested in promoting something at, at their uh, crosstown rivals uh, location. Right. Right. So that's, that's, that's Dave's diatribe well, <laughs> to follow Ron's rant. Well, <laughs> well my question is, that have, have players actually tried, uh, you mentioned... Um, Yard signs. Mm-hmm. You've tried yard signs years and years ago. Oh, okay. I, I mean, and that's the problem when when you know um, we've all been involved for so long. Um, it's just going through things. Sometimes it's stuff that I think we just well we just tried that that didn't work. Mm-hmm. Then then you go back and look at it. It's like oh we tried that in 1985. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, you yeah. know, and it doesn't mean that it might not work today. But I mm-hmm. I think to Ron's earlier point, you know, things have changed. Oh yeah. Uh, and I, I was going to say as well with the yard signs, I think with the way that <clears throat> the world is now, I think the yard signs are more for personal use, more so than to even to, to yes, you're backing a political candidate or whatever, mm-hmm. but it's more to show your neighbors, hey, this is what I believe in. I don't think that it's no longer one of those things where oh, right. you're, you're going to see people driving down the street and say, oh, okay, well, there's that candidate, but there's that candidate. I think we're all guilty of, oh, they support that person. Mm -hmm. You know, Mm -hmm. so I I do think it's more of a a personal brand, more so than a political brand, in in my opinion, at least. That's Um, interesting. Well, and that would explain, I won't call out any candidates by name, but I know who I'm thinking, um, why certain yard signs seem to stay up forever, even when the candidate isn't even actually running for office. Uh Well, well, and uh, in the last election cycle, um, I had lawn signs stolen from my property. Hmm. Turns out that the candidates, the other candidate's family was coming to that <laughs> town, and it seemed as though they hit the entire road and did that. Yeah. Because they wanted to continue to say, oh, no, this is this country. And it's like, well, no, it's not. But hmm. anyways, so I think that that, from a marketing and a branding standpoint, that's more of a personal decision, more so than, than political. Because like, I know um, like the county fair. Uh, you can go and request signs mm-hmm. for candidates. It's no longer here you go. It's they put you on a list and then they decide if they give it to you or not. Right, because you've got to be on the right road. Exactly. Right well, exactly. That's it. even yeah. a thing like yard signs, it has to be readable at mm-hmm. 60 miles an hour. Yep. Sure. However fast they're going by your house. Yep. Sure. But again, to the signs too, and this is probably going to be maybe a big controversial piece in our, our group, I know that we've lobbied to have things put on the marquee at the mall. I personally don't necessarily know if that works because again to your point where that marquee is if you were stopped at the light okay maybe you have a chance to read it mm-hmm. but if you're not stopped you shouldn't be looking at that marquee on telegraph yep you really shouldn't you should be and, paying, you're paying attention right to the and once chick-fil-a opens nobody's going by that marquee but anyways <laughs> yeah. um, so i, I chick fil a will be on the other side of the block just so everyone knows yeah um but i think that's also something that i i don't know if there's a bang for that yeah mm-hmm. and and like i say i think to i agree i think today if when you're looking at marketing you need to be more focused 
I think, and especially as we said, we've been listening to all these podcasts and other people <clears> talking about it, mailing list is probably more important than it's ever been, but now it's an email list. Yes. You know, it's not sending out postcards. Yes. It's not sending out flyers. It's sending out emails. And so those of you Monroe Community players probably noticed that you got an email last week from us, and you got one this week. And my intention is you'll get one next week and so on and so forth going forward. Uh, again, to make sure, one, that our patrons are in the know. Mm-hmm. They will self-select if they don't want to hear from us anymore. Mm-hmm. But I'm hoping it's enough information just to keep everybody up to date. Because I also know that most people are like like me. You're going to skim down the li- list of the 100 emails you got today and decide which ones to open and which ones not. Mm-hmm. Hopefully when you see Monroe Community Players, that's worth a click. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And back to that email, I was personally impressed with the fact that I could push a button on there and get taken right to our podcast. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. mean, I did put much, it at the bottom. How much easier can it be, folks? Yeah. How well, much easier? now, can I play devil's advocate for just one second on that? And I'm not saying you guys are wrong because I totally agree with you, but my brain works. I, I, Emails can also, though, very easily, because I know when when you when I came back to the group and you, and I put and you I got on the list, I wasn't I did not think I was getting any emails whatsoever. I was, but they weren't going to the email group that I read. They were going to a, a, a promotion group or a, you know something that I never even knew I had. Now that is because I am older, folks, so I, I I'm not as well versed in in that world so i guess maybe there could be something said for sending out a something in the mail because there is less of a chance that people are going to miss it if if you can actually get their addresses okay yeah and again i'm agreeing with all of you in the bottom line i'm just saying devil's advocate sometimes emails can get lost or people just don't see them depending on but where they end up spam if, or spam if your mail here's what happens when i get the mail is it a bill goes here is it anything else it goes into recycle <laughs> because most everything else is an ad or something that and, and that's why and, folks he's never thanked me for one birthday card in the last 15 years <laughs> Now we know why the checkbook never balances, Brian. He's never cashed those checks. I'm sorry. No, that's a good. Um, but no, but but I, I will look at the envelope. You know, if it's someone I that I, you know, like alumni society, uh, scholarship or Rhodes Scholars, and and things like that. I certainly do hear from them. I should have silenced my phone. That's what this I'll man is it. very popular. Yes, Holy he man. is. Wow. Um, <laughs> but the you know so there, there'll be some things but but for the most part you know if it's the the local i don't know grocer plumber whatever mm-hmm. uh, insurance agents so they <laughs> <laughs> these are all the people that he's just mentioned they're all dropping me you're out you're out my name um, <laughs> but but you know so it's it's the same challenge though is how do you get through the clutter sure sure um you know how will our postcard make it right um because we used to send out postcards for every show mm-hmm. i remember 
Yeah. Yeah. And, and so I would say it's something that as our budget rebuilds, um, you know, as we're, we're getting back to, to business, it, it, it's worth doing. Mm-hmm. But again, I think right now the easiest thing is that email list. And because one, you can do it frequently and it's cheap. It's very cheap. Yeah, exactly. And and like you said, it you know, a lot of that gets just gets thrown in the trash without people even paying attention to it anyway. Where so I, I get I, that. Where I think there becomes a problem is so right now i'm sending out those emails i could suddenly be gone tomorrow mm-hmm. through no fault of anyone's but you right. know you're going back to hit, egypt hit by a bus you know or whatever. oh i see what you're saying. Okay. you know so so it's it i think the danger is always when you let one person have control of anything and it's not that you don't trust somebody but you really always need that backup mm-hmm. because otherwise your group's marketing will fail suddenly and quickly and no one else will have the resources to do what i for example what i'm doing right now right i've taken on my own as a supporter of players to pay for certain um web programs and stuff so that's you, you probably noticed that nice little graphic that went with the mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. With, I did. within things you know that that was through canva that was through canva a monthly subscription mm-hmm. you know if something happens to me that goes away yeah. Um, so, so the group has to be ready to invest some some funds as well. Right. right. Thank you, though. That's just mm-hmm. a, yeah. But I mean, I, I, seriously, thank you. I, I think it all goes back to what does your group stand for? What is your brand yeah. going to be? Um, and, and I think for anybody out there, that's what your first question needs to be. I know you guys talked about, you know, so you want to start a theater group a few episodes ago but i do think that's another piece of it you know that brand you need to you need to incorporate that before anything else because mm-hmm. once you get that name out there and once you get people that that buy into it even if even if you you hurt them for many years at the Detroit lions come to mind um <laughs> for many many years but yet they still sell out those stadiums and people will die hard for these fan, for these teams and, and for these brands because that's what they believe in yeah. and i sure. think that that's what it goes back to is just being that brand that people um, can relate to on a personal level, and and that's what I was saying at the last episode. How do you get those fanatics? Mm-hmm. And you know, we talked about Disney; they've got almost a cult following. It took them decades to get that. Oh yeah, you know how to get those raving fans. It takes time. Mm-hmm. Um, the Detroit Tigers, the Lions, and all them. <clears throat> you're you're talking generations of yep. ticket holders. Yep. My daddy was a Lion, so I'm listening. You know, I'm out there too, kind of thing. God bless them. Roar. Those lovable losers. Can I add a cat sound here? Sure, because that's what they're playing like. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so 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 I still think digital is kind of a way to go. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. With your social media, hopefully you've fostered relationships with everybody who's following you. And the trick now is to get more people to follow you. So that's why all our mailings, for example, our tickets, when you buy a ticket, there's a question there. Do you want to be on our mailing list? And I've recently changed that to not only do you want to be in the mailing list, but what kind of mailing interest you most. Mm. So if you're only interested in auditions, you can click that and you will get our audition notices. If you're interested in shows, you know, you'll get that. So try to, again, target the audience, one, because you don't want to bore, bore them. Right. It's like... Why do I they keep asking me about cleanup days? I just feel guilty now. I'm not. I'm just not going to read these anymore. Right. Whereas all they want to do is come to a show. You know, you're welcome to just come to a show. Mm-hmm. I think it's important to also let your membership, your volunteers, and which is something we probably talk about in the next episode, let them know participate at whatever level you're comfortable with. Mm-hmm. 
and we should get out of this idea of kind of guilting people into things mm-hmm. um which which because again things have changed i don't you know uh, hopefully I'm not offending anyone, but I think the loyalty that we saw, and, and it was going away pre, before COVID, but I think it just kind of exasperated it when COVID came along as people said, do I really need to go to these meetings? No. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, you know mm-hmm. people discover things that they didn't miss as much as they thought they would. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I know during COVID, I, I realized I didn't miss people. <laughs> it was very true. I mean, and I'm the sorry. People didn't miss you. No. <laughs> so all worked out. It was. Well. It was. Yes, it was a mutual. Yes. <laughs> but I think that was very good. The entertainment industry as a whole is learning that. Yeah. I mean, oh, sure. I know Hollywood is is looking at that with the box office results at at their movie theaters and mm-hmm. their idea to go to streaming and things of that nature. People realize that I don't need to go to the movies or I don't want to. Well, and I would tell you, I went to the movies a couple weekends ago. <laughs> I thought it would actually be a pretty good crowd there because it was a, the new murder mystery came out. Um, the, the see how they run with the, about Mousetrap and Agatha Christie's Mousetrap. And I didn't West know that came out already. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Great show. I liked it. I enjoyed it. But oh. you know, I figured, oh, there'd be people see that. I was the only one in the theater. Really? I'm at 500-seat theater, and I'm the only one. I had great fun because I just moved around to find the best seat. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Well, and you know we did uh, popcorn around. Sure, <laughs> <laughs> like Rocky Horror all over. You don't throw popcorn at those prices. <laughs> uh, yeah, my uh, and my husband and I went this weekend to a movie. Now, granted, it was a, a, a LGBTQ rom con, um, and we actually were surprised on the other side of that. We had eight people in that theater and i was expecting david and i to be the mm. only ones um so but at the same time uh you know we, we left there thinking it to me it was and i don't want to get to because we're getting off tra- track tangent versing here but um it was the best gay rom-com i have ever seen to date however after walking out of there i thought to myself i'm glad i only spent the five bucks matinee because it's not worth going it really wouldn't have been worth a 10 to 12 14 dollar ticket yeah maybe we could talk about that at some other time but i've been reading a lot about the marketing and and strategies behind that movie and i just i have questions about it but and not the content of the movie itself but just how it's been marketed and what some of the the stars of the show have said about it Mm -hmm. and basically it's it's been it's a little frustrating from my standpoint we'll talk but yeah yeah yeah, we'll talk because i think i know yeah so Tune into our new podcast, <laughs> which is coming soon, folks. We do have a new podcast. Some coming uh, at the beginning of the year. Beginning of the year. Beginning okay. of the year. Which year? Didn't say which year. Okay, and I still won't. Okay. <laughs> hey, um, before we wrap up with this episode, um, we've also been out seeing some new plays, not just new movies. Mm-hmm. And Brian, I understand you finally saw Hamilton. I did, and let me tell not you, Spamilton, not Spam, actual Hamilton. Ham- There's Spamilton out there. Right? Oh, is there a Spamilton? Valentine in Toledo. It's a, the spoof of Hamilton. Really? Okay. No, uh, I did get to see Hamilton, and um, as the king says, I'll be back. Um, I would see it again. Uh, I thought it was uh, again my first time. I know we have we have bantered about Hamilton many times in the last thirty two, thirty three episodes, um, but I really thought it was a stunning, a stunning piece of theater. I really did. Now that being said, I had issues. Oh, really? 
I do have issues. I mean, about the show. I have issues. But I had issues about the show. I know. These two guys are like rolling their eyes. Yeah, we know. (laughs) But um, uh, first of all, and it was so weird because I, I... uh, I appreciate the Stranahan Theater down in Toledo. I think it's an extremely good theater. Uh, but it... Easy parking. Very easy parking. But the uh, issue I had was that the orchestra really overtook the singers in many, many, at many, many times. Uh, and that made me think community theater. Uh, not not that there's bad, you know, but you know how it, how it is. Some community theaters, and we've dealt with it ourselves, where the the orchestra or the band is much louder than what the performers can give. Uh, that was the biggest issue I really had with that it's, show. It's interesting, of course, because all the performers are mic'd. Yeah, you would think that the sound, whoever's at, the, maybe it's the problem was someone at the soundboard not mm-hmm. balancing things properly. Well, and that could be too. I hadn't thought of that. So it might be this whoever the sound, whoever it was, bad. Bad boy, okay. um, but uh, the, um, the the show itself, uh, I was, you know, I only thing to compare it with is of course Disney's the one that they put out. Um, I thought the person who played, and I'm sorry, Mister, I can't think of your name now, who created the show, uh, love the man. I think Lynn he Manuel. Lynn Manuel. I is think right? yeah, yes, I think he is brilliant in concept. I think he is a very good actor, but. Uh, the guy who played Hamilton uh, vocally just knocked him just sure. knocked him away. Uh, I thought he was much better. Um, I will agree 180 percent with you, sir. And I'm on pointing George to David Washington's entrance. on George Washington's entrance when George Washington and 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 I truly sat there and I and I will admit this. I sat there and thought, all right, Mr. War. Washington's coming out. Let's see if you're right. And uh, he came out, and I went, oh, "Son of a bitch, you're right." <laughs> that was that was impressive, and he was really impressive. He was probably my favorite in the in the entire cast. Um, so I thought the cast was really good. I thought I love the music. I don't. I can't understand because it goes so fast. Obviously, I don't get it all. But in a world where we complain and we the the royal we complain about oh here's another remake of this and here's another of that this was something never that something unique never before has that really been done like that uh that i'm aware of and uh i kudos i think it's still an a a, a strong eighth uh musical Great. Yeah, because um, I think you'd have to go back to the hip-hop version of uh, Assassination of Lincoln uh, to see if they were comparable. Well, there was In the Heights, which he, he had Did not done. do so well. <laughs> no. Um, there was In the Heights, which was a uh, yeah. uh, uh, precursor. Did they use both turntables? Do they have turntables? They had one turntable. Uh, so not two turntables on a microphone? No, <laughs> two turntables in them. Did yeah. that that didn't land. That's a, that's a radio joke. Yeah. That was a radio joke. Yeah, but I liked it. But no, it's, um, it, at the it fish, will be edited. Well, because I was curious about that. With the, <laughs> um, I saw it in Detroit at the Fisher, and it was two turn two turntables set. Oh, okay. And uh, the show that I'll talk about next week also used both turntables. And I kept saying, "Well, maybe the Fisher has those. That's what the house has." Because mm-hmm. I've always wondered if the touring companies actually bring these turntables with them. And I think you just answered my question. Well, because I do remember now that you said it. Uh, when I saw, I've seen Les Mis both at the Fisher and down at the Stranahan. At Stranahan, it was one turntable. At the Fisher, it was two. 
So you, yeah, yeah, I think you may be right. The, it might be theirs because um, I, I wish we could have turntables. That's oh. all I will say. Um, it, it changes the blocking and gives you so many opportunities, and just to bring set pieces and people on and back and forth and what mm-hmm. you can do choreography. Um, but no, I mean, I'm glad you enjoyed that production. But like I say, to me, uh, Disney kind of screwed up when they did their filming because of, if nothing else, just for the George Washington entrance. There were other little things. Too. Oh, sure. But but as as you know, you guys told me and and a few others, Carol, Carol, I know you're listening out there. Um, you don't get. Uh, it's it's a great i love the i love the movie but you don't get the whole experience because you you get whatever that camera is showing you 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 don't get to just right. see what's going on everywhere well and, and i know we're going into tangent verse again but i think one one of the issues i always have whenever they do you know uh, hairspray live or here's the production of this they keep trying to film a theater a play as a tv show mm-hmm well, if you were doing the 1950s TV shows with one set, one camera, sure. Yeah. But but they, they keep trying to do it like a live event. And in fact, I noticed, I think it was actually the Hairspray special they did some years back on NBC, is they had built sets all over the place. It's like, well, that's not how theater works. Right. Sets come to the actors. The actors don't go to the sets. Right. They were filming basically, here's a TV show that just happens to be the same script as the theater musical. <laughs> Right now, did you see the? I think the last one they did, and I think you're going to like this. Uh, their their live version of Annie with uh, what's his name. They kept it on one stage. Okay, I did not see that one. Oh, Harry Connick oh. Jr. Harry Connick Jr. who okay. didn't shave his head. No. Yeah. Um, and well, and I think I was you know, in, in principle. I had some <laughs> issues with that having having played Daddy Warbucks myself a couple times. Um, you're welcome. You know, thank you. <laughs> Got it in. <laughs> Just under the wire, um, but but uh, um, no, I don't think I watched that one. I just yeah. uh, and they did. They had this huge stage. Did you see it, Ron? I did. Yeah, they had this huge stage, and then they would just mm-hmm. gravitate from wherever. You know, the the Daddy Warbucks's place was over here, and then you know uh, what's her name's place was over there, and so uh, that they, I think stayed a little bit more. Yeah. close to the original but i agree with you on that and greece i think was the same way too they just ran all over the from one end of a right. seemed like a right. studio to the next and yeah yeah i don't like that yeah well when they do little mermaid live under the sea i think it's gonna be a bit of a problem but <laughs> can't wait for that one. can't wait for that one. Um, i'll just kiss the girl okay yep <laughs> well thank you brian um no i'm glad you liked it so you finally can say you saw hamilton i can finally say i saw hamilton live very very good and i, I will be back i would yeah. i'd go back and see that again well i'm, I'm looking forward to a sequel burr that sounds cold <laughs> <What>? uh, <laughs> it's the story from the other side <laughs> oh are they really doing that no okay Oh, they, never, but if they do that. now, I, I should get credit. <laughs> copyright, <laughs> copyright it. Let it be known. Well, you can only you can only copyright the expression of the idea. You can't copyright an idea. Oh, okay. Oh, I didn't know that either. I bet you Walt yeah. Disney could. Yeah, well, Uncle Walt, he could do anything he wanted to. He could do anything. Okay then. <laughs> um, I think that about wraps up this episode. Yeah. Um, so uh, once again, it looks like we're about out of time. So I'd like to thank you for listening as we appreciate each and every one of you. If you like this podcast, please, 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 please uh, rate us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Listen Notes, wherever you listen to us. Um, uh, please, please rate us. Uh, tell a friend about us. That really helps us out. Um, we, we're trying to grow the Green Groupies Nation. <laughs> 
We are. The green Room Groupies Nation. The Groupies room, Nation. Groupies Nation. The Groupie Nation. Yeah, however the sports people do it. Ron, Ron would know. He'll help us. Uh, the Groupies Nation. <laughs> <laughs> and, and help spread the word that we are here. Um, check out Monroe Community Players on our Facebook page and website at MonroeCommunityPlayers.org. Uh, more fun at our MCP podcast page. And I actually posted a few different pictures of us. So, you know, it's out there. <laughs> you did. Um, email us with your comments and thoughts about this or any other episode at MonroeCommunityPlayers.yahoo.com. Be sure to let us know if it's okay to read your email on the podcast. And the Art of Business Community Theater has been a production of Monroe Community Players. Recorded high atop the Benish Building at Monroe Public Access Cable Television Podcast Studio in beautiful downtown Monroe, Michigan. And here is the question for the episode. You can stop pointing at me, Ron. You know I'm going to get it in. we got to wait till the end. Um, What do you think is the next play to be turned into a junior edition? Which goes back to our earlier conversation, which we may have forgotten by this point, but there it is. No, no, Ron's rant's still in my head. Yeah, so we are the groupies. We love you. See you in the green room. Thank you. Thank you very much, ladies and gentlemen. There's no business like show business. In a way, we go. Hello again, and welcome to the Art and Business of Community Theater, also known as the Monroe Community Players Podcast, featuring the Green Room Groupies. I'm your de facto host, as usual, David Warren. Looking around the green room, I see my co-host, Brian Burchett Ross. Ron Roberts. Robert Yeoman. Ah. Pine voice today. Uh, this may be a short episode uh, because we, we talk too much between our tapings today. Uh, uh, but but we, we'd like to bring you some interesting things. And we are going to start by introducing a new feature. A new feature? New feature. Brand new feature. Something that's never been done before, except, you know, on every other news program out there. We are introducing Ron's rant. Ron's going to give us the scoop. On and Ron's doing been, the rant? He's Ron? This just worked out he, perfectly. He is going to give us the scoop. Yeah, next week, you're doing the Ron's rant. Oh, no. That's outstanding. <laughs> um, but, Ron, tell us like it is. You know what grinds my gears? No, I'm kidding. Uh, but, but, okay, so how this all came about, folks, is I was on the Facebook one day doing some scrolling, as, as, you, as you like to do. And uh, I came across a post about another theater group. And so I'm just going to read the little post here that uh, says, um, our company is in the second week of rehearsal for our summer musical production of Rent. I'm like, oh, that's awesome, right? They're doing Rent for summer edition. But then I saw after the colon something that kind of shocked me. Two words. School edition. Make your plans to see the show. Tickets on sale August 1st. So it struck me as interesting. I'm like, huh, rent, school edition. wonder what that possibly could mean. So I did a little deep dive and went into, I do believe it's MTI that owns the rights. We love you. Please don't do anything to me by saying this. And uh, it turns out that rent, the school edition, is the show, but it's been scrubbed a little. Um, and one of the quotes was from that they had spoken with the estate. I do believe it's Jonathan Larson, if I'm not mistaken, that they had spoken with his estate and with their blessing, they have changed some of the language and some of the songs and added a new song so that the kids of today could, could be take part of the show. <sighs> hmm. 
And really what it all comes down to is money. Mm. Because in all honesty, rent school edition or anything else school edition just doesn't have to be. Uh, And maybe I'm speaking as a 48-year-old man here and I'm yelling at the clouds, but there should be things in theater and is in life that you go in cycles and you do things in certain orders. You know, you start out in in like beginning band, you play hot cross buns, right? That's one of the first things you play. You learn to play that before you do anything else. You don't start right off with Beethoven's Ninth Symphony. You just don't. And they don't say, oh, you know what? Let's take out this movement and this movement and let the fifth graders do it. You just don't. Now, granted, I have not read the script for Rent School Edition, but I would have to say that I I just think that that's one of those shows that that there's no need for it. You know, do shows that are age appropriate for school. And once you're out of school, once or in college, for that matter, or if you go to your local community theater that happens to be doing Rent, that's when you do it. Is next, is there going to be Rocky Horror Show, the school edition? Is there going to be um, uh, Hair, the school edition? God, I hope not. Wow, this is really turning into a rant. This is pretty awesome. Uh, but but I guess my point is, folks, is there's a time and a place for everything. And school edition rent is not it. That has been Ron's rant. And I must remind everybody that the opinions expressed by Ron or any member of this podcast are not those of the Monroe Community Players, Impact, or any of our affiliates. Blah, blah, blah. Uh, that, that was almost sounded official. Didn't it, it really was. A, <laughs> both of you were very impressive right there. Uncle, and that's our Uncle. podcast for the day. <laughs> yeah, but no. Um, and, and that actually leads into our, our, our subject of the day because I, I knew Ron was going to be talking about this. Um, uh, his rant, and, and frankly, I, I, I'm with you. I'm with you. You know, but uh, I think that's our just question is like, is there should we be sanitizing works of art? plays in this case to be appropriate for all ages why why are we doing it what what are your thoughts the you know, kids want to do it they have the money to do it they'll but, do it but do the kids want to do it how many of them have heard the soundtrack to rent the theater age? are we talking uh, high school well, yeah are we talking high school um probably? yeah it was um I mean, enough talking about third graders. No, no, it was so. Basically, what this is the North View Theater. Um, so we'll probably we'll assume teens. Yeah, okay. but so they they heard you know twenty five thousand six hundred whatever many seconds. Uh, season, seasons of love. Seasons of love. And said, "Gosh, what a great show that must be. Let's do it." Do you think? I, I guess I'm just going to keep going with this, and I think we all could agree that as you experience life you can understand things better mm-hmm. i have a hard time believing anyone oh, she's not really trying to sound an old hair but of that age that can really grasp and understand the the, the meaning behind that show and what what it's trying to what it's trying to portray in my opinion when you do things like this you kind of dumb down that that message of like, oh well, it's really not a serious. We're just all about the music, and the kids want to have fun. No, mm-hmm. there's you know there's a reason that that show was written. There's a reason that that became popular. Why it means so much to so many people. There's so many messages. In right. That. Yes. And I just think to me, when you have people that don't have that life experience, or it, it to me, you lose it, and it just becomes, oh hey, look, Susie's got a solo. That's cute. Yes, mm-hmm. you know. Well, and especially like say, and and we would hope that youth that age do not have any experience with some of those things. Some some sadly probably do, um, but they likely are not up there on stage doing it because they're in in dire straits themselves right. at home. Uh, I'd really like to know 
I really would be interested to see what they scrubbed uh, to make it cleaner for the kids. I mean, I because would... even even the, even just the role of Angel alone mm-hmm. is a pretty. It's just an extremely mature role. Not that they aren't all mature roles, but this is we're talking about uh, a. What was it? Angel a drag queen or a she was a transvestite. Transvestite. Okay, I couldn't remember for sure. I've seen it a million times. Um, I mean, you know that. Well, and I'm so sure they could scrub sh- her and be. Oh, she's just a girl. She's Puerto Rican. That's why Maybe. she's an outcast. I mean, I'm sure they ended up with 23 and a half good minutes of entertainment <laughs> uh, once they finished scrubbing the show. So basically, what it <laughs> says here fun. is it says Runt School Edition is exuberant, passionate, and joyous. Schools will love the freedom and flexibility that this show offers. Minimal costuming and sets are required. This adaption has been carefully done, working with the Larson Estate to retain the dramatic intent of the groundbreaking rock musical and consists of minimal changes to language and the removal of one song contact to make it possible for many schools to perform this piece and again i guess it's rated pg-13 so i, I can I understand never, why they would take out contact that yes. makes a lot of sense and, yes and i i watched rent in detroit mm-hmm. and i don't think i left thinking what a joyous show that was it was a hopeful show at it, that time wow only in the fact I mean, well, in case you're interested, <laughs> Sweeney Todd School Edition is available. What's wrong with Sweeney Todd? <laughs> Just that sad. makes much more School sense than Rand. It depends. <laughs> if it keeps the judge song in, it's no good. See, I, I would think that this, yeah, I don't. I, uh, Same thing with uh, Les Miserables. I know there's a school edition of that. Now, interestingly enough, because I was just thinking of Les Mis, because uh, the. When I was in school and I graduated in 19, several, about four years later, three or four years later, and this was about the time Les Mis was really hitting it big, um, the high school choir, uh, Monroe High School Choir, Generations of Sound actually, uh, petitioned their director, John Tyner, and I, I remember all this because um, our old players person, Ryan Patterson, was part of that group, to do music. They just wanted to do one night of just Les Mis music. And I thought to myself at that time, why would you, why? You know, you're high school kids, why? But I went and saw it, and I will have to say, they didn't do the show. They just did pieces you know, and and presenting it that way made sense to me. They didn't they didn't do the the hooker song. They didn't do you know they did all the love songs and they did do you hear the people sing and red and black and bring them home and all that. And it was a beautiful night. Now had they said we want to do Les Mis the musical. Now number one, it probably wasn't been uh, you know out to to do licensing. But I'm not sure that 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 high school back in 1989 or whatever would have said. Sure, let's do that. And of course, at that point, they didn't have it. So I guess to me, it, it depends on exactly what you're doing. No, I do not believe high school kids need to be doing rent. I don't believe that. Um, but at the same time, sure, if the choir wants to do, you know, several pieces, cover me and, and you know, some of those, you know, other than contact. Um, yeah, why not? But 
Well, you're, you're juggling. It's you're talking apples and oranges here right. too, because two different formats. Well, right. so let me ask you this then. So about the church in uh, Texas that got into trouble because they did Hamilton, an unauthorized version where they changed things and brought Jesus into it, and they got slapped on the wrist. Yeah, they should be. Well, they did. Lin Lin Manuel went after them, and they've they're see our last episode on brand integrity. <laughs> <laughs> They uh they have to pay they have to pay these huge fines because they basically they took his work without authorization and changed it all, and he went and took that money and donated it to an LGBTQ community. But I guess my point <laughs> is, is how much of that is going on out there where there needs to be the integrity of the art, and, and I guess that's maybe that's the biggest crux of my issue is the integrity of the art has to be. Re- be kept in maintained. in place yeah and, 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 and obviously in this case it was done with the permission of the estate um but I, I agree you're right it's not like anybody's out there going okay well i can't afford the real mona lisa so i'm just going to copy it and paint it and hang it up here maybe they are paint by number or something um but it but it's like yeah <laughs> nobody would think of doing that and saying let me pass this off as the original well never mind that's not good either because there, there are some forgers out there. <laughs> right but you, but you see what I'm what? saying is yes. like, I'm not going to. Oh, never mind, my my analogy's wrong. I bet you there are people out there that are copying all sorts of artwork. But I, I'm not sure that people understand that theater, that these plays are just like a painting. They're yes. just like a sculpture. Once you change it, you've changed the work. Mm-hmm. And and that's something I think unique to theater is that once you put it on the stage, frankly, you've changed the work. No two no two productions are necessarily alike. Um, so I don't know where I'm going. <laughs> can, I, can I say? Can I also? Can I play yeah. devil's advocate yeah. for just one second, sure. and say, I guess in a way, as I'm thinking about this, bravo, that this school and their parents and everyone else is saying, sure, we're gonna do, we're gonna let you do a musical that that actually has two gay men falling in love and celebrating that love. Um, what's that? I, I haven't seen how they cleaned it up. Maybe yeah, see, we don't know. Well, that's true. Maybe not. Maybe changed. not. Maybe. Well, but then, then what's left? I mean, I, that's my you've point. Got, you've got your, half minutes of songs. Yeah, you've got you've got your drug addicts. You've got your you know your AIDS patients. You've got you know it's it's you've got the privilege of saying you did this show before anybody else. When you go to college, well, and, the, and there is that. That's bragging rights, and that's coming. And mommy and daddy can make sure the little star or starlet is the star of this show. I, which I will just help them get into college. I think it's a slippery slope because I, again, I very. you give somebody the, the cleaned up version, right? And you mm-hmm. take it home to mom and dad. Hey, I'm going to be in rent the school edition. Blah blah blah. They start reading it. Next thing you know, mom gets online to see. Oh, well, what really is run about? Mm-hmm. Oh no, you can't be in that show. And then you open up a tire Pandora's box. But now we are we are talking we are discussing this without actually knowing right what the script is. Right. That's because this is America, Brian, and that's what we do. <laughs> all right, all right, all right, all right. <laughs> that's all we're gonna say about that. Oh. Again, these are all my opinions and beliefs. No one else on this can. How you doing, Mister DeFacto? I'm doing fine. Okay, <laughs> but but I, no, I you're right. You know, I I really would like to see what the script is because if they if they can maintain most of that and are 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 willing, 
you know, high school. I wouldn't go any lower, obviously, than high school. But if they are, if they've got, if they've got, uh, you know, her doing the drug overdose and him dying of AIDS and all of that stuff going on. Sorry, spoiler alerts, folks. But uh, what? The alert comes before the spoiler. <laughs> Maybe we. Can... This is America. Man. Yeah, yeah twenty-year-old. <laughs> but well, uh, you know, I, I, there's a part of me that says kudos. That they're allowing the kids to actually do something other than, you know, the O word. I'm wondering if they put it out. Oklahoma, folks. Not that there's a play called the O word. Although there might be. There should be. Hmm. I'm wondering to see if they actually put it online. So maybe we could take a road trip because uh, there is a production being done in Asheville, North Carolina in May of 2023. Asheville High School is going to be doing rent. So I don't know. I, I, I guess. And you're right. And part of that is me jumping to conclusions because I'm thinking, oh, it's been, it's been, you know, uh, homogenized. But I guess there's certain works of art that just shouldn't be. And I totally agree with you on that. And I and I'm not 100% sold on the idea of a high school doing rent uh, at all. I, I am not. But there is a part of me that just goes, but if they are doing it. And they're getting away with, you know, they're being allowed to do it. Kudos. That means that there's a organization, a school out there that isn't uptight. And, you know, because on the other end of that, we've got people banning books. Right. So, you know. Well, in North Carolina, just not known as a hotbed of liberalism. <laughs> uh, but but if we do, do do go, I want to stop in Mount Airy to see the Andy Griffith statue. Oh, absolutely. Oh, okay. And, and Vanderbilt's always great. I love wallowing in other people's um, decadent excess. And uh, Biltmore. Not Vanderbilt. Biltmore, the largest... Oh, single home residence. And you know, what uh, about the Winchester house? That's the, in San Jose, California. Still, it's a bigger house. No. And it's 999 no. ghosts. You have to see Biltmore. Okay. Yes, sir. Put, just, put it on the bucket list, Bob. Biltmore. I <laughs> found that um, the Rent School Edition, there's a full show of it on YouTube. Oh. From 20, well, that's about to get taken down. From 2017. <laughs> Um, but it was done. It was made during his dress rehearsal. So, so that's okay. So that's no, okay. No one paid to see it. Yeah. No. So I don't know. Maybe I'll. Maybe it I'll. Doesn't work either. But well, it looks like it's only twenty-seven minutes. So yeah. <laughs> no, just kidding. I don't know. I don't Look, know. Looks like we're going to have to uh, go over another episode of rights and royalties. <laughs> um, Some but, of you didn't get it the first time. You know, and I guess let me just say that I do agree with you that I think that expanding people's horizons is a great thing and exposing people to other other ideas and beliefs are great but mm-hmm. those ideas and those works should be done in the met- method that they were done originally yes you know it's just yes it, and yes. i think there's a time and a place and i think that as you um become older you you get more experience in life and yep. you understand things differently mm-hmm. than maybe you did when you were 16 or 17 oh absolutely I, I, One would hope not. Dis, not disagreeing with you, not disagreeing with you there at all. Now's the time where everybody goes. Oh. <laughs> but I, I'm with, like I say, I'm with Ron. Um, I, I don't. I don't think shows need to be dumbed down. I should, if that's to excuse sanitized sanitized excuse the phrasing um to be suitable for certain audiences um for example you know uh, walt disney hunchback of notre dame i still think was a mistake 
as enjoyable as the show was, you know, arguably one of the most depressing works of Western literature. Mm-hmm. Let's make it a musical. No. Um, so, you know, sometimes you, you're doing things that unfortunately have changed the story completely. Mm-hmm. Um, take it out. But of course, you know, ultimately that's what Hollywood does anyway. But, yeah. and we, but <laughs> not just Hollywood. I mean, you look at the, you look at the, um, you look at the old nursery rhymes or the old, uh, right. you know, oh, the, you know, Cinderella. They cut off the, you know, they cut off the toes, toes. and the heel and the heel. I mean, you know, yeah. sanitiz- sanitization in in life is well, always. Been all I know is the original Transformers was quite a gripping drama. Oh my god! Yes, <laughs> and then Michael Bay got hold of it. Oh, we don't want to go. Ruined there. it. Ruined it. Ruined. <laughs> Ruined. <laughs> Miss Bob that is a funny word. Very wicked. Ruined. Okay. <laughs> um, Have some cool. Okay. So that it is that it. It's <laughs> <laughs> like a, bon- a bonus episode for those of you who subscribe. Well, we could call it this, a bonus episode. In the immortal words of Peter Griffin, that's right. This is a mega episode. So go ahead and turn it off. <laughs> Yeah, we're we, so we, didn't even get, we didn't even get a chance to talk about baseball or Annie or <laughs> or cats or <laughs> Fruit Loops. You know, I don't even use that anymore because y'all do it for me. <laughs> I love it. Just love it. Just love it. But I do have I do have one for the for sports oh, now. Oh, I found one. Oh, I found oh, a so sound effect for sports. I'm, I'm on a tangent of this because oh, I was speaking oh. of Annie. Why is there an Annie Junior? It is. It's the sequel. No, Annie Junior. There is an Annie Junior so, version. It's so like, it's already an family friendly show. <laughs> There's a Junior Annie. Yes. Other than Thank look you, it up. Why look haven't we my done point. this? My point. I'm, I'm sure of it. They they basically shortened it up. So well, I was going to say, get even younger shortened? audiences can do it, or younger guests. But again, no. it's hey, kind of the same. Grader so I guess Daddy the slippery slope has started. I mean, I, I've heard rumors of Sopranos Junior, but I don't know if that's true or not. <laughs> Breaking Bad Junior. <laughs> it, it just ends with the lights so turning out. So. Why then can we not take something like you're a good man, Charlie Brown, and say, now we're going to make it for adults and just drop F-bombs right and left? Because you know, the Schultz estate yes. still owns it. Though, well, a, okay, other than that, why can't we? <laughs> there's an amazing Saturday Night Live skit about that. Is there really? Oh, my, uh, yes. <laughs> I love it. Um, but there are other things I'm sure we could do. Mm-hmm. You know, like I say, Billy Shakespeare's been dead a long time. Oh, <laughs> can I have a sidebar? Yes. Trent, this, this is a, what, what do we call them? A tangent. Tangent. Once upon a time, we lived in Wauseana, Ohio. Dad brought home a record for us. It was. I'm sorry. <laughs> it was a promotional album for your good man, Charlie Brown. Played it constantly. Loved it. We all loved it. We always played it. It went on the turntable permanently. <laughs> then, about three years ago, found it online as a downloadable. So I was all happy. I downloaded it. I didn't have it. No, Bonnie took the, my sister took the album with her when she moved to Nevada. Downloaded the MP3 file. Played it. It was completely different. We had, Dad had purchased a concept album. So all of the music was similar, but different. Like Supper Time had turned into a Dixieland jazz band. 
That's kind of exciting. It is. I like it's it. Not, it's not worth any money, but that's the difference. <clears throat> and so I don't know what it was. It was just a different version of the same thing. And I wish hmm. we could do that version of You're a Good Man, Charlie Brown. Because the one that you get, it just is horrible. Well, and I've heard, you know, I know some CDs and stuff of show to, or shows, they'll, they'll have those extra um, tracks of here's stuff that went through in the they rehearsal got, process that got cut or changed. Got lost, a young, lost in Pittsburgh or you whatever know. it is. Jesus Christ Superstar, I, when I first heard that, it was the London uh, West End version. Um, with the brown cover with the gold yeah, symbol. with the gold yeah. symbol. And then, so there was, and there's one song that wasn't on there, which is Can We Start Again, Please? Mm -hmm. So when I heard that, I thought, well, why did they have to ruin, why did they add an extra song? Well, I guess the song had always been there. It's just that they edited it out of. No, they ran out of space on the album. There were only so many minutes available on the album. So they so they took that song out. Took the whole thing out rather than yeah. trim all the others. Right. Hmm. So I mean, yeah, yeah. So I mean, yeah. Sometimes you, when you they say, "Here's your, here's the full musical," you're not getting. Oh no! Every song. Well, and I you're wonder, if, you know, now with streaming services where there are no such limitations, I wonder if that'll still be the case. Mm. You know, because when you get down to it, an MP3, you're, you're not limited by tracks like you were. No, when, you, when right. you had a physical CD which only had so much right. memory, and exactly. You had a, the old LPs, which just only had so many grooves. <laughs> yeah, that's when music was music, kids. Darn right. Real to real. I remember real to real. When you had to use a pencil to back up your cassette, you guys don't have anything like that. Absolutely. I remember cranking up <laughs> cranking, that. <laughs> cranking the old cylinder up. <laughs> yep. Oh, I remember when Thomas cylinder. Edison delivered ours. <laughs> <laughs> it's interesting this episode has been so far let's let's i wanted to kind of go back and let's revisit a couple of things that we talked about in the last episode because i i don't think we quite finished talking about marketing and um you know we touched upon some of the marketing things but the branding was you know took up most of our time mm -hmm. um so a couple of things i do want to remember it's last episode i did mention that there might be some groups out there that we have not even heard of and i just want to say that that turns out to be correct mm -hmm. um, we just we did make a discovery that there is a group called brain jerk entertainment here in monroe they appear to be a professional out, a professional in the sense of a for-profit outfit they tend to be wrestling but it looks like now they're branching out into interactive murder mystery theater similar to what we do oh huh. where are they based out of up here out of monroe monroe well do we have like a operational place i mean is there a space uh i don't know i haven't seen it like I say they they appear to be more into wrestling huh um, but they, they're going into more into theater i can't imagine because you know professional wrestling <gasps> is such a sport mm. oh, you don't get me started um, on that i'm not exactly that's sure why that's <laughs> a whole other pot why they think they could do theater too um but it but it is mm. interesting so so again but they've been marketing of course to somebody else entirely than our our audience mm -hmm. um and in fact interestingly enough um when i looked at their instagram where i got a little upset is they have more followers than we do so <laughs> He did. I was there at that moment. I was there at that moment. Yeah. But but is, but 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 like I say. So I I believe that folks there may be, maybe other people doing theater in your communities that you may not even be aware of yet because you just don't happen to be in the same circles. Mm -hmm. um, especially if they're they're affiliated with a church group maybe, or, or someone else. Mm -hmm. um, so that, I just thought that was interesting. But as we were looking at that. Um, 
a couple other little things with marketing as I was also noticing um, when we talk about marketing specifically we we talk about you know what marketing works and what doesn't anymore and I had made the comment I didn't think flyers really work anymore Um, so I was paying attention because it's as we're recording this it is election season Mm -hmm. um, less a little less than a month away from the next election and I've seen all these signs yard signs everywhere so somebody thinks those work we have tried them in the past ourselves, and I don't think they really worked for us. And, of course, I think the real reason is, and before you spend a cent on putting up a yard sign, I think you need a plan of where they're really going to go. Mm-hmm. Because I, I think one of the problems we've had with flyers and posters in the past is we just tend to pass them out to the cast and say, go distribute them. That's not happening. Right. Um, unless you have a team that actually knows where they're going to put them up, which businesses, libraries, whatever, you're going to hand over your cast, and the cast is going to be busy, mm-hmm. and they're going to keep one for themselves as a souvenir, and the rest of them are going to sit somewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not saying that I've ever done such a thing, but I have heard stories <laughs> like this. Um, so, so I think, again, if you have a team and you know exactly where they're going, maybe there is a place for flyers and posters still. But I think in general, if, if it's something that, unless you have a place where there's walking traffic, mm-hmm. you know, and that, it's that foot traffic, because that's the only people who can read a poster or flyer are foot traffic. So, for example, like uh, our Murder at Maui or, or Interactive Dinner Theaters, where we're successfully partnering with a local restaurant, certainly we put flyers up there because their own customers are seeing those as they come through the door. Mm-hmm. But, you know, to put them around town, especially at other restaurants, that might not go so well. No. Mm-mm. No. You know, they may not be as interested in promoting something at, at their uh, crosstown rivals uh, location. Right. Right. So that's 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 Dave's diatribe well, <laughs> <laughs> to follow Ron's rant. Well, <laughs> well my question is, that have, have players actually tried, uh, you mentioned... Um, Yard signs. Mm-hmm. You've tried yard signs years and years ago. Oh, okay. I, I mean, and that's that. the problem when when you know um, we've all been involved for so long. Um, it's just going through things. Sometimes it's stuff that I think we just well we just tried that that didn't work. Mm-hmm. Then then you go back and look at it. It's like oh we tried that in 1985. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, you yeah. know, and it doesn't mean that it might not work today. But I mm-hmm. I think to Ron's earlier point, you know, things have changed. Oh, yeah. Uh, and I, I was going to say as well with the yard signs, I think with the way that <clears throat> the world is now, I think the yard signs are more for personal use, more so than to even to, to yes, you're backing a political candidate or whatever, mm-hmm. but it's more to show your neighbors, hey, this is what I believe in. I don't think that it's no longer one of those things where oh, right. you're, you're going to see people driving down the street and say, oh, okay. Well, there's that candidate, but there's that candidate. I think we're all guilty of, oh, they support that person. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. So I, I do think it's more of a, a personal brand, more so than a political brand, in, in my opinion, at least. Oh, that's um, interesting. You know. Well, and that would explain, I won't call out any candidates by name, but Please don't. I know who I'm thinking, um, why certain yard signs seem to stay up forever, even when the candidate isn't even actually running for office. Uh-huh. Well, well and, uh, in the last election cycle, um, I had lawn signs stolen from my property. Hmm. Turns out that the candidate's, the other candidate's family was coming to that <laughs> town. 
and it seemed as though they hit the entire road and did that. Yeah. Because they wanted to continue to say, oh, no, this is this country. And it's like, well, no, it's not. But mm. anyways, so I think that that from a marketing and a branding standpoint, that's more of a personal decision more so than than political. Because like I know um, like the county fair, uh, you can go and request signs mm-hmm. for candidates. It's no longer here you go. It's they put you on a list and then they decide if they give it to you or not. Right. Because you've got to be on the right road. Exactly. Right exactly. Well, that's and it. even yeah. the thing like yard signs. It has to be readable at mm-hmm. 60 miles an hour, yep. sure. however fast they're going by your house. Yep. Sure. But again, to the signs, too, and this is probably going to be maybe a big controversial piece in our our group, I know that we've lobbied to have things put on the marquee at the mall. I personally don't necessarily know if that works. Because again, to your point, where that marquee is, if you're stopped at the light, okay, maybe you have a chance to read it. Mm-hmm. But if you're not stopped, you shouldn't be looking at that marquee on Telegraph. Yep. You really shouldn't. You should be and, paying, you're paying attention right, to the Right, and once Chick-fil-A opens, nobody's going by that marquee. But anyways. <laughs> yeah. um, so I, I Chick-fil-A think, will be on the other side of the block, just so everyone knows. Yeah. Um, but I think that's also something that I, I don't know if there's a bang for that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and like I say, I think to, I agree. I think today, if, when you're looking at marketing, you need to be more focused I think, and especially as we said, we've been listening to all these podcasts and other people <clears> talking about it, mailing list is probably more important than it's ever been, but now it's an email list. Yes. You know, it's not sending out postcards. Yes. It's not sending out flyers. It's sending out emails. And so those of you Monroe Community players probably noticed that you got an email last week from us, and you got one this week. And my intention is you'll get one next week and so on and so forth going forward. Uh, again, to make sure, one, that our patrons are in the know. Mm-hmm. They will self-select if they don't want to hear from us anymore. Mm-hmm. But I'm hoping it's enough information just to keep everybody up to date. Because I also know that most people are like like me. You're going to skim down the li- list of the 100 emails you got today and decide which ones to open and which ones not. Hopefully, when you see Monroe Community Players, that's worth a click. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And back to that email, I was personally impressed with the fact that I could push a button on there and get taken right to our podcast. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. mean, I did how put much, it at the bottom. How much easier can it be, folks? Yeah. How well, much easier? now, can I play devil's advocate for just one second on that? And I'm not saying you guys are wrong because I totally agree with you, but my brain works. I, I, Emails can also, though, very easily, because I know when when you when I came back to the group and you, and I put and you I got on the list, I wasn't I did not think I was getting any emails whatsoever. I was, but they weren't going to the email group that I read. They were going to a, a, a promotion group or a, a, you know something that I never even knew I had. Now that is because I am older, folks, so I, I I'm not as well versed in in that world. So I guess maybe there could be something said for sending out a something in the mail because there is less of a chance that people are going to miss it. If, if you can actually get their addresses. Okay. Yeah. And again, I'm agreeing with all of you in the bottom line. I'm just saying devil's advocate. Sometimes emails can get lost or people just don't see them depending on but where they end up spam if, or spam if your mail here's what happens when i get the mail is it a bill it goes here is it anything else it goes into recycle 
because most everything else is an ad or something. But, and, and that's why, and, folks, he's never thanked me for one birthday card in the last 15 years. <laughs> <laughs> now we know why the checkbook never balances, Brian. He's never cashed those checks. <laughs> I'm sorry. No, that's good. Um, but no, but but I, I would look at the envelope, you know, if it's someone like that I, you know, like Alumni Society, uh, scholarship or Rhodes Scholars and, and things like that. I certainly do hear from them. I should have silenced my phone. That's what <laughs> this man is very popular. Yes, Holy he man. is. <laughs> wow. Um, but the, you know, so there, there'll be some things, but but for the most part, you know, if it's the, the local... I don't know, grocer, plumber, whatever, mm-hmm. uh, insurance agents. So they. <laughs> <laughs> These are all the people that he's just mentioned. They're all dropping me from the. Stop it, stop it. Why aren't you're you out, you're out. by name? Um, but, but, you know, so it's, it's the same challenge, though, is how do you get through the clutter? Sure, sure. Um, you know, how will our postcard make it? Right. Because um, we used to send out postcards for every show. Mm-hmm. I remember. Yeah, yeah, and, and so I would say it's something that, as our budget rebuilds, um, you know, as we're we're getting back to to business, it, it, it's worth doing. Mm-hmm. But again, I think right now the easiest thing is that email list, and because one you can do it frequently and it's cheap. It's very cheap. Yeah, exactly. And and like you said, it you know a lot of that gets just gets thrown in the trash without people even paying attention to it anyway. Where so I, I get I, that. Where I think there becomes a problem. Is so right now. I'm sending out those emails. I could suddenly be gone tomorrow mm-hmm. through no fault of anyone's, but you right. know, you're going back to hit, Egypt, hit by a bus, you know, or what? Oh, I see what you're saying. Okay. You know, so so it's it. I think the danger is always when you let one person have control of anything, and it's not that you don't trust somebody, but you really always need that backup mm-hmm. because otherwise, your group's marketing will fail suddenly and quickly and no one else will have the resources to do what i for example what i'm doing right now right i've taken on my own as a supporter of players to pay for certain um web programs and stuff so that's you, you probably noticed that nice little graphic that went with the mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. With, I did. with things you know that that was through it's canva that was through canva a monthly subscription mm-hmm. you know if something happens to me that goes away yeah. Um, so, so the group has to be ready to invest some some funds as well. Right. right. Thank you, though. That's just mm-hmm. a, yeah. But I mean, I, no, I, seriously, thank you. I, I think it all goes back to what does your group stand for? What is your brand yeah. going to be? Um, and, and I think for anybody out there, that's what your first question needs to be. I know you guys talked about, you know, so you want to start a theater group a few episodes ago but i do think that's another piece of it you know that brand you need to you need to incorporate that before anything else because mm-hmm. once you get that name out there and once you get people that that buy into it even if even if you you hurt them for many years at the Detroit lions come to mind um <laughs> for many many years but yet they still sell out those stadiums and people will die hard for these fan, for these teams and, and for these brands because that's what they believe in yeah. and i sure. think that that's what it goes back to is just being that brand that people um, can relate to on a personal level, and and that's what I was saying at the last episode. How do you get those fanatics? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you know, we talked about Disney; they've got almost a cult following. It took them decades to get that. Oh yeah, you know how to get those raving fans. It takes time. Mm-hmm. Um, the Detroit Tigers, the Lions, and all them. <clears throat> you're you're talking generations of yep. ticket holders. Yep. 
my daddy was alive, so I'm listening, you know, I'm out there too, kind of thing. God bless them. God bless them. Roar. Those lovable losers. Can I add a cat sound here? Sure, because okay. that's what they're playing like. <laughs> okay, so, so, so I still think digital is kind of a way to go. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. With your social media, hopefully you've fostered relationships with everybody who's following you. And the trick now is to get more people to follow you. So that's why all our mailings, for example, our tickets, when you buy a ticket, there's a question there. Do you want to be on our mailing list? And I've recently changed that to not only do you want to be in the mailing list, but what kind of mailing interests you most? Mm. So if you're only interested in auditions, you can click that and you will get our audition notices. If you're interested in shows, you know, you'll get that. So try to, again, target the audience, one, because you don't want to bore, bore them. Right. It's like... Why do I they keep asking me about cleanup days? I just feel guilty now. I'm not. I'm just not going to read these anymore. Right. Whereas all they want to do is come to a show. You know, you're welcome. To just come to a show. Mm-hmm. I think it's important to also let your membership, your volunteers, and which is something we probably talk about in the next episode. Let them know participate at whatever level you're comfortable with. Mm-hmm. And we should get out of this idea of kind of guilting people into things. Mm-hmm. Um, which, which because again, things have changed. I don't. You know. Uh, hopefully I'm not offending anyone, but I think the loyalty that we saw, and, and it was going away pre, before COVID, but I think it just kind of exasperated it when COVID came along as people said, do I really need to go to these meetings? No. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, you know mm-hmm. people discover things that they didn't miss as much as they thought they would. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I know during COVID, I, I realized I didn't miss people. <laughs> that was very true. I mean, and I'm the sorry. People didn't miss you. No. <laughs> so all worked out. It was. Well. It was. Yes, it was a mutual. Yes. <laughs> but I think that was very good. The entertainment industry as a whole is learning that. Yeah. I mean, oh, sure. I know Hollywood is is looking at that with the box office results at at their movie theaters and mm-hmm. their idea to go to streaming and things of that nature. People realize that I don't need to go to the movies or I don't want to. Well, and I would tell you, I went to the movies a couple weekends ago. <laughs> I thought it would actually be a pretty good crowd there because it was a the new murder mystery came out. Um, the, the see how they run with the, about Mousetrap and Agatha Christie's Mousetrap and I didn't West know that came out already. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, great show. I liked it. I enjoyed it. But uh-huh. you know, I figured, oh, there be people see that. I was the only one in the theater. Really? I'm at 500 seat theater, and I'm the only one. I had great fun because I just moved around to find the best seat. Right. <laughs> Well, and you know we did uh, popcorn around. Sure, <laughs> <laughs> like Rocky Horror. All over. You don't throw popcorn at those prices. <laughs> uh, yeah, my uh, and my husband and I went this weekend to a movie. Now, granted, it was a, a, a LGBTQ rom com, um, and we actually were surprised on the other side of that. We had eight people in that theater, and I was expecting David and I to be the mm. only ones. Um, so, but at the same time. Uh, you know, we, we left there thinking, it, to me, it was, and I don't want to get to, because we're getting off tra- track, we're tangent versing here, but um, it was the best gay rom-com I have ever seen to date. However, after walking out of there, I thought to myself, I'm glad I only spent the five bucks matinee because it's not worth going, it really wouldn't have been worth a 10 to 12 $14 ticket. Yeah, it, maybe we could talk about that at some other time. But I've been reading a lot about the marketing and, and strategies behind that movie, and I just 
I have questions about it, but in, in not the content of the movie itself, but just how it's been marketed and what some of the the stars of the show have said about it. Mm-hmm. And basically, it's it's been a, it's a little frustrating from my standpoint. We'll talk, yeah. but yeah, yeah, yeah. we'll okay. talk because I think I know. Yeah, so tune into our new podcast, <laughs> <laughs> which is coming soon, folks. We do have a new podcast. Some coming uh, at the beginning of the year. Beginning of the year. Beginning okay. of the year. Which it, year? Didn't say which year. Okay. And I still won't. Okay. <laughs> hey, um, before we wrap up with this episode, um, we've also been out seeing some new plays, not just new movies. Mm-hmm. And Brian, I understand you finally saw Hamilton. I did. And let me tell not you. Spamilton, not Spamilton. Not Actual Hamilton. There's Hamil- Spamilton out there. Right? Oh, is there a Spamilton? It's a Valentine in Toledo. It's a, the spoof of Hamilton. Really? Okay. No, uh, I did get to see Hamilton. And um, as the king says, I'll be back. Um, I would see it again. Uh, I thought it was uh, again my first time. I know we have we have bantered about Hamilton many times in the last thirty two, thirty three episodes, um, but I really thought it was a stunning, a stunning piece of theater. I really did. Now that being said, I had issues. Oh, really? I do have issues. I mean, about the show. I have issues, but I had issues about the show. I know these two guys are like rolling their eyes. Yeah, we know, but. Um, uh, first of all, and it was so weird because I I, uh, I appreciate the Stranahan Theater down in Toledo. I think it's an extremely good theater, uh, but it easy parking, very easy parking. But the uh, issue I had was that the orchestra really overtook the singers in many many at many many times, uh, and that made me think community theater. Uh, not not that there's bad you know but you know how it, how it is some community theaters and we've dealt with it ourselves where the the orchestra or the band is much louder than what the performers can give uh, that was the biggest issue I really had with that it's, show it's interesting of course because all the performers are mic'd yeah you would think that the sound whoever's at maybe it's the problem was someone at the soundboard not mm-hmm. balancing things properly well and that could be too and I hadn't thought of that so it might be this whoever the sound whoever it was bad bad boy okay. um but uh the um the, the show itself uh i was you know i have only thing to compare it with is of course disney's the one that they put out um i thought the person who played and i'm sorry mr i can't think of your name now who created the show uh love the man i think Lynn he Manuel. is Manuel. i is think right? yeah, yes i think he is brilliant in concept i think he is a very good actor but uh, the guy who played Hamilton uh, vocally just knocked him just sure. knocked him away. Uh, I thought he was much better. Um, I will agree 180 percent with you, sir. And I'm on pointing George to David Washington's entrance. on George Washington's entrance when George Washington and 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 I truly sat there and I and I will admit this. I sat there and thought, all right, Mr. War. Washington's coming out. Let's see if you're right. And uh, he came out, and I went, oh, son of a bitch, you're right. <laughs> that was that was impressive, and he was really impressive. He was probably my favorite in the in the entire cast. Um, so I thought the cast was really good. I thought I love the music. I don't. I can't understand because it goes so fast. Obviously, I don't get it all. But in a world where we complain and we the the royal we complain about oh here's another remake of this and here's another of that this was something never 
that's something unique. Never before has that really been done like that, uh, that I'm aware of. And uh, I, kudos, I think it's still an a, a, a strong eighth uh, musical. Great. Yeah, because um, I think you'd have to go back to the hip-hop version of uh, Assassination of Lincoln uh, to see if they're comparable. Well, there was In the Heights, which he, he did not done. do so well. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, there was In the Heights, which was a uh, yeah. uh, uh, precursor. Did they use both turntables? Do they have turntables? They had one turntable. Uh, so not two turntables on a microphone? No, <laughs> two turntables in them. Yeah. That that didn't land. That's a, that's a radio joke. Yeah. That was a radio joke. Yeah, but I liked it. But no, it's, um, it, at the it fish, will be edited. Well, because I was curious about that. With the, um, <laughs> I saw it in Detroit at the Fisher, and it was two turn two turntables set. Oh, okay. And uh, the show that I'll talk about next week also used both turntables. And I kept saying, "Oh, maybe the Fisher has those. That's what the house has." Because mm-hmm. I've always wondered if the touring companies actually bring these turntables with them. And I think you just answered my question. Well, because I do remember now that you said it. Uh, when I saw, I've seen Les Mis both at the Fisher and down at the Stranahan. At Stranahan, it was one turntable. At the Fisher, it was two. So, you, yeah, yeah, I think you may be right. The, it might be theirs. Because um, I wish we could have turntables. That's oh. all I will say. Um, it, it changes the blocking and gives you so many opportunities. And just to bring set pieces and people on and back and forth and what mm-hmm. you can do, choreography. Um, but no, I mean, I'm glad you enjoyed that production. But like I say, to me, um, Disney kind of screwed up when they did their filming because of, if nothing else, just for the George Washington entrance. There were other little things. Too. Oh, sure. But but as as you know, you guys told me and and a few others, Carol, Carol, I know you're listening out there. Um, you don't get it's it's a great i love the i love the movie but you don't get the whole experience because you you get whatever that camera is showing you 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 don't get to just right. see what's going on everywhere well and, and i know we're going into tangent verse again but i think one one of the issues i always have whenever they do you know uh, hairspray live or here's the production of this they keep trying to film a theater a play as a tv show mm-hmm well, if you were doing the 1950s TV shows with one set, one camera, sure. Yeah. But but they, they keep trying to do it like a live event. And, in fact, I noticed, I think it was actually the Hairspray special they did some years back on NBC, is they had built sets all over the place. It's like, well, that's not how theater works. Right. Sets come to the actors. The actors don't go to the sets. Right. They were filming, basically, here's a TV show that just happens to be the same script as the theater musical. <laughs> Right. Now, did you see the, I think the last one they did, and I think you're going to like this, uh, their their live version of Annie with, uh, what's his name? They kept it on one stage. Okay, I did not see that one. Oh, Harry Connick Jr. Oh. Harry Connick Jr., who okay. didn't shave his head. No. Yeah. Um, and well, and I think I was, you know, in, in principle, I had some <laughs> issues with that. Having having played Daddy Warbucks myself a couple times. Um, you're welcome. You know, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Got it in. <laughs> Just under the wire, um, but but uh, um, no, I don't think I watched that one. I just yeah. uh, and they did. They had this huge stage. Did you see it, Ron? I did. Yeah, they had this huge stage, and then they would just mm-hmm. gravitate from wherever. You know, the the Daddy Warbucks's place was over here, and then you know uh, what's her name's place was over there, and so uh, that they, I think stayed a little bit more. Yeah. close to the original but i agree with you on that and greece i think was the same way too they just ran all over the from one end of a right. seemed like a right. studio to the next and yeah. yeah i don't like that yeah well when they do little mermaid live under the sea i think that's gonna be a bit of a problem but <laughs> can't wait for that one. can't wait for that <laughs> um, i'll just kiss the girl okay yep <laughs> 
Well, thank you, Brian. Um, no, I'm glad you liked it. So you finally can say you saw Hamilton. I can finally say I saw Hamilton live. Very, very good. And I, I will be back. I would, I'd go back and see that again. Well, I'm, I'm looking forward to a sequel, Burr. Yeah. That sounds cold. <laughs> well, uh, <laughs> it's the story from the other side. <laughs> oh, are they really doing that? No. Okay. Oh, they, you never, you but never if they do that. now, I, I should get credit. <laughs> copyright, copyright it. <laughs> Let it be known. Well, you can only you can only copyright the expression of the idea. You can't copyright an idea. Oh, okay. Oh, I didn't know that either. I bet you Walt yeah. Disney could. Yeah, well, Uncle Walt, he could do anything he wanted to. He could do anything. Okay then. <laughs> um, I think that about wraps up this episode. Yeah. Um, so uh, once again, it looks like we're about out of time. So I'd like to thank you for listening. As we appreciate each and every one of you. If you like this podcast, please, 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 please uh, rate us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Listen Notes, wherever you listen to us. Um, uh, please, please rate us. Uh, tell a friend about us. That really helps us out. Um, we we're trying to grow the Green Groupies Nation. <laughs> We are. The green Room Groupies Nation. The Groupies Nation. Groupies Nation. The Groupie Nation. Yeah, however the sports people do it. Ron, Ron would know. He'll help us. Uh, the Groupies Nation. <laughs> <laughs> and, and help spread the word that we are here. Um, check out Monroe Community Players on our Facebook page and website at MonroeCommunityPlayers.org. Uh, more fun at our MCP podcast page. And I actually posted a few different pictures of us. So, you know, it's out there. <laughs> you did. Um, email us with your comments and thoughts about this or any other episode at MonroeCommunityPlayers.yahoo.com. Be sure to let us know if it's okay to read your email on the podcast. And the Art of Business Community Theater has been a production of Monroe Community Players. Recorded high atop the Benish Building at Monroe Public Access Cable Television Podcast Studio in beautiful downtown Monroe, Michigan. And here is the question for the episode. You can stop pointing at me, Ron. You know I'm going to get it in. We got to wait till the end. Um, What do you think is the next play to be turned into a junior edition? Which goes back to our earlier conversation, which we may have forgotten by this point, but there it is. No, no, Ron's rant's done. Still in my head. Yeah. So, we are the groupies. We love you. See you in the green room. <laughs>